This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Wednesday live show here on Twitch. And if you can't join us for the live show at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time every Wednesday, you can, of course, catch us on iTunes, on the YouTubes, on the Pandoras, or you could just imagine what we're saying and have a whole drama play out in the realm of your imagination. Yeah, we're pretty consistent every single Wednesday, live, 11 a.m. We rarely ever miss a show. It's the only consistent thing in my life. No matter what. <laughs> and we were just talking about it in Rain chat. Yeah. With, uh, it's funny, uh, Very Amp in the chat was saying that he started subscribing to the show when he was still in school to become an engineer. Mm-hmm. He has this, since graduated, went to work on a hydroelectric dam. That dam has been built, yeah. and now he's on to another mm-hmm. project, and we're still going, baby. Beanie's a little awkward today. It's okay. I'm going to go so, with it. We're, we're going on year eight of the podcast. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. This is episode 638. Yeah. So yeah, we and we've almost never missed a show. I've only been doing it for a year. Yeah. About. Yeah. And I'm already tired of it. <laughs> so you know, just <laughs> just goes to show the salty banana yeah. shooting from the hip. Yeah. Shooting from the crotch. What is this? That was a little too on the nose. Been, oh, we have a first timer. Welcome. Uh, don't have kids around. Frost Wolves Gaming sub guys, first time getting on here live from the UK. Well, we hope you enjoy the show, uh, Frost Wolves Gaming, and uh, welcome to the Signals. Yes. Where we often talk about things not revolving around gaming. Yeah. No, we keep it. We keep it pretty on point. I think in terms of like content, it's pretty consistent with like we were just actually talking about this today. News that's going on yeah. in the gaming industry, um, you know, and then ITC stuff, which yeah. is more is a lot of time that you can use just on those two topics. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> as the ITC has grown, like like we've we've been saying over the years, every year it's like we feel like we hit like this just new plateau, but this year it's just hit a different gear. It's gotten crazy. So yeah, I mean, there's always a lot to talk about. Talk yeah. about the news and you know tactics, what's going on in in, in you know the last week in wargaming essentially. So. Why don't we go ahead and segue right on into that and talk about what's going on. So, mm. kind of disappointing. Uh, this happens every now and then. I, I don't know why. Uh, GW's product projections for their sales aren't always on point. I can imagine it's not easy to do, but frustrating. Mm-hmm. This week's pre-order is Loon Course, Loon Curse, which is an Age of Sigmar box game featuring the Moon Clan Grotz or the Gloomspite Gits, whatever you want to call them versus Sylvaneth, but don't bother trying to order it because they ran out instantaneously. Mm-hmm. And guess how many we got? Much to the surprise. We got one. Of retailers. Every retailer tailor in the country got one. One, and that's it. This box set is not coming back to our knowledge. Yeah. So pretty cool. Anybody who bought one um, or, you know, the first person that bought it gets it and everybody else, check your email because we're going to offer you a special deal to, mm-hmm. is our way of saying sorry it had nothing to do with us yeah. we just found out today that we're we put in a big order and we're getting one so that's pretty exciting yeah not to throw gw under the bus too much i'm sure they didn't anticipate this happening but it's annoying they're like we didn't think anybody played age of sigmar 
<laughs> Maybe they're just going off of the podcast when I talk about it. Oh, well, you Stop know Stop listening to me. Let's, let's blame <laughs> the negative banana for that one. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's frustrating, but you know what? It is what it is. It stinks. So mm -hmm. uh, if you ordered one and you're not the lucky person that got the one that we get, mm -hmm. uh, check your email. We're sending you a, a kind of a... We didn't even get display ones. We didn't get anything. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a so, little frustrating. It, it is. I'm sure we're not the only um, no, retailer that's a little disappointed. one or none. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. This this happens from time to time. They underestimate how many they're going to sell. But so, why, was it, why is it a one and done? I don't get it. Like, it's it's this is something that somebody who, in a year from now, is going to start Age of Sigmar. Like, me and my buddy want to play these two armies. Wow, look at this. You get an exclusive character. If I just buy this box set, I mean the the decision like, yeah. again. We're not we're not privy to the way that they make their manufacturing and distribution decisions, mm -hmm. but my 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 guess would be that you know a year ago when this was at that stage, somebody whose whose job it is to make these decisions looked at some sales figures, made a projection, mm -hmm. and then they're like, okay, for the next year we're going to be manufacturing things in this order, and there's just they don't have the room in the schedule to make another one of these for mm -hmm. whatever reason. And a lot of times it's like weird stuff. It's like because making the box, yeah, you know what I mean, was, you know, they only have room in their, yeah. you know, with whoever they contract to make the boxes. Perhaps they do it themselves. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm speculating. Yeah. However, it is what it is. But we, so, on the good news, though, if, it, if you wanted this because of the characters, they, they will, at, at least consistently they've been doing, the characters will be available on a clan pack at some point in the near future. That that has been consistent. I can't think of any special characters in box sets that have never been released on their own. Going Unless you can. I can't. So. I would imagine that eventually that the... Because the, there's unique models in the box and that's why a lot of people wanted it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would imagine that eventually that those will become available. Yeah. You mean they don't want the narrative tiles or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that the game is fun. Like, a, yeah. I, I have not, you know, to be honest... I haven't taken the time to play really any of these games that have come out, but from people I've talked to that have, it sounds like they're really fun, right? Like the the orc one where it was basically Gorka Morka and you like raced around a track and stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure it's a blast, and especially for players that um, maybe you know younger players or players who are just looking for something a little bit more lighthearted. I could see it being a ton of fun to play these box games. For people like us that tend to be a little bit more oriented towards match play and tournament play, mm -hmm. it's you know, I only have so many hours in the day and trying to learn a new game is always really daunting. So I kind of tend to stay in my lane, um, mm -hmm. especially with playtesting duties. It's like, I just don't want to like crowd my brain with other rule sets. Um, it just, yeah. it makes it, it an already a challenging task, right. even more challenging. I think we can agree that somewhere, someone is interested in playing oh, yeah, the game totally. out of the box. Some, totally. Someplace. I, I, my, my guess would be that the majority of people that pick up the box games do so for the minis, but I'm sure there are people that have a blast playing the games. Right. Yes. You know, it, that just makes sense. And of course, if you do want to pick up this or oh, not this Whoa. one, if you want to pick up any other uh, GW product, you can do so from Frontline Gaming in our webcart store.frontlinegaming.org. We sell uh, these products at a discount and there are free shipping options within the continental United States. So check it out if you want to pick up some goodies at a discount, but mm -hmm. just not Loon Course. Not that one. <laughs> that was removed. <laughs> oh yeah, that was fun. We had to pull it out of the webcart immediately. We're like, oh boy. Yeah. Other stuff. Yeah, indeed. But how about a product that you are, don't have to worry about it selling out? A brand new FLG mat. And these, of course, are manufactured here at our facility in San Diego, California by us. Mm -hmm. And a brand new FLG mat. These are uh, tabletop gaming mats for all kinds of games, including 
uh, Age of Sigmar, 40K, mm-hmm. Bolt Action, whatever the heck you want to play. This is one that we've been, we've gotten requests for quite a bit over the years. And uh, the, the mat is called Island. But of course, you could use it. It doesn't necessarily have to be an island. Of course, it could be a beachhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be great for, you know, a D-Day landing type scenario. Um, but it depicts the transition from a, a body of water. It even could be a lake if you wanted it to. Want it to be to a beach, to a kind of grassland, um, you know, islandy type uh, vegetated uh, area. And we found a lot of people ask for this. Uh, it looks great, as all of our mats do. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be amazing for scenario play. You could totally do it, use it for even just a normal game of like 40K, for example. And just say like, you know, the, the water part of the mat is shallow and models can walk or drive through it. No big deal. So beautiful mat, uh, very thematic. And during the release period, which runs from now until Monday, the 20th of May, 2019, you can pick it up at a 20% discount. It's very sizable savings. And of course, if your web cart is $99 or more within the continental United States, you get free shipping. So you can pick up, you know, GW models, ITC terrain, a couple of mats, whatever you're, uh, whatever you may fancy. And then you could save some money on shipping. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's actually my first time seeing it, to be honest. Um, it was a surprise for me, even here. But yeah, uh, yeah it's pretty cool. It's very, like it uh, very uh, situational. Like if you, if you and your buddies are playing like uh, bolt action, and you're like, man, it would be really cool to do like a beachhead landing. There you go. I mean, you could do not it, much out there for it. So it'd be perfect for the uh, Pacific theater. You know, doing island mm-hmm. hopping. Yeah. But you can even use this for D Day too. Like it's not the exact. You know. Mm-hmm environment that you saw in normandy but whatever it's close enough uh yeah. you could totally make it work and like i said it's definitely it, cool it's, it's very unique i haven't seen anything like this before no and we've gotten a lot of requests for it over the years but um and we've been waiting to release this one we've, we've got a ton of designs we're just you can you can only release so many release so right. many at a time but you don't it doesn't have to be for scenario play you could totally use this just as a normal game mm-hmm. right like and it, it's a beautiful mat so and uh Interestingly enough, this is the actual aerial view of the uh, Bay Area or the SoCal <laughs> Open, right? So yeah, we play right there in the yeah, bushes. Yeah, come. Uh, this is what you should, should expect yeah. when you come down to play. It's it's not an artist rendition. Mm-mm. Yeah, this is just a top shot. You might Del actually Mar, see California. us in there yeah. if you look. If you squint, you can see the tables. There's one <laughs> floating away, so you got to be careful. <laughs> There's some guys the playing tide, on a yeah, floaty. Yeah, but you know, 9 p.m. the tide comes in. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally not accurate, but. Uh, Check it out if you want to get it. Please do. Discounted price for the next week and a half, essentially. And uh, yeah, check it out. Like I said, good for any kind of play. It doesn't have to be scenario play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> I'm really excited to see what some people do. I could see like um, Ideneth Deepkin or uh, uh, some faction like that uh, getting a lot of mileage out of it. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's available in every size that we make, which at this point are more than I even want to list. Because too many. Too many different sizes. Too many to remember. Now. Yeah. Uh, GW previewed some really cool upcoming new stuff down in Australia this past week. And we wanted to take a look at some of what's on the way because it's very exciting stuff. Yeah. First, foremost, the one nearest and dearest to my heart, uh, Chaos Knights, Knights Renegades, however you want to uh, describe it. And they had a preview video video talking about the upcoming new release for mm-hmm. 40K. Super exciting stuff. I know some of my teammates were just antsy in the pantsy to get a little bit more information of course, we're just gonna have to be patient and wait. But uh, if I was, you know, gonna bet, I would imagine that it's gonna be very similar to the Imperial Knights uh, release because 
that would just make sense mm -hmm. and uh, just, you know, put some spikes and skulls on it and uh, declare it for the dark gods. And I think you're going right. to be pretty close to imagining what you're going to get. From a sales standpoint, too, it's it's awesome because you're doubling base of your player base at that point who's going to purchase the kits because you're like, now these it's a chaos action also with a couple upgrade kits and, you know, all the same models. So it's going to be really interesting now to see how they do, how knights do for chaos players. I mean, we kind of see it now, but they're, they're kind of hamstrung by um, lack of, they don't have like the same uh, stratagems and war gear items and all that kind of stuff that you get with the Imperial Knights Codex. And um, yeah. They don't have all the builds. They, didn't, they didn't reveal too much, but it's just kind of like a little animated video, which was actually really cool to yeah, watch. Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah. And you know, they don't have all the bells and whistles of the Imperial Knights, but Current, I, you yeah. know, I would imagine that that's, you know, what we're going to be getting. And then, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, a little teaser uh, as a as a play tester, I thought it was great. So we'll mm -hmm. have to wait and see what everybody else thinks, and uh, hopefully that comes sooner than later. Because I know there's a lot mm -hmm. of people out there, like myself, who have knights converted to chaos and uh, would love to kind of get more mileage out of them on the tabletop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also uh, released some more images for Warcry. Warcry is like the kill team of Age of Sigmar, for lack of a better description where you pick a warband and you play a skirmish level game. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all chaos on chaos, which is an interesting choice, at least at this point in time. And the warband that they showed off this time is a very uh, bestial uh, chaos warband. They come from the realm of Gur, which is the realm of beasts. And they're, you know, they're very savage in appearance. Um, they're called the untamed beasts. Yeah. So pretty on the nose mm -hmm. with the description. Uh, they wield, you know, bone and, and, uh, uh, stone type yeah. weapons. <clears throat> I, I actually really, really like the way they look. Um, this is super Conan. Like if you ever read the Conan novels, it reminds me of the Picts, which are like really savage barbarian people. Um, I think they look really, really cool. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I agree. They um, they have that same aesthetic kind of as the uh, the Dark Oath. Um, I don't think they're the same in the fluff. I'm not really 100% sure, but they had that look. They're different, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're like basically bone splitters that are human. Right. Because like they, they run around the realm of beasts, hunting giant beasts and eating them and using their bones. For, like now that I actually say it out loud, like they're, they are bone splitters. Mm -hmm. The orc faction, but as people. They look great. The sculpts look fantastic. They're like super jacked, which I love to see. That high protein diet of only eating, you know, monsters mm -hmm. really is paying off for them. Yeah, chaos worshippers really look great. Mad gains, dude. Just always. Like yeah. the Slanesh ones. They're just what do they do? Getting swole is good for it's the just soul. Part of it. You're like that's if you want to look like that, you just have to put your give your soul over to the dark gods. You right? gotta you gotta hustle. Except get, for Nurgle, they don't usually look that great. No, they're I mean they're they're sometimes more, they're pretty jacked too. They're though. more barrel chested. Yeah. But you gotta hustle to get that muscle. Even the Zinch models are yeah. yoked oh yeah like they must just like they, they probably like they they sign up they're like cool like you know you're now a follower of slanesh like here's your your crossfit schedule <laughs> they start doing crossfit <laughs> they're all in yeah. they're all in CrossFit. they have like an, an yeah. every week there's like a, a workout of the day that's sent in and no matter where they're at <laughs> then they just do the same workout so right. they're all the same amount of humongous jacked and ripped just really I, handsome I, guys. I love yeah. to think that they're all you have Oof. to join a CrossFit gym. Eesh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. High protein diet. Yeah. Mariana's getting lost in these photos here. They're definitely giving them some, uh, some roids because, you know, chaos are all about those performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. Then you have like the free people who are just like, like they're, they're on like BCAAs. <laughs> they're eating, just like, they're yeah. eating like gruel. 
Yeah. <laughs> just trying to get by. They're, so I guess the free peoples would be like natty, right? Like they're like, I'm going to just take creatine. They don't even gonna, have creatine. Yeah. They're lucky if they get like and one And then the chaos meal. worshipers are like on like, like, you know, all the anabolics and stuff. And just, you see the difference between the two for sure. <laughs> the, the chaos you can guys, tell who's natural. There's a guy know? in the gym who's like, like making super loud noises when he lifts and yeah. like dropping the weights on the ground. Yeah. yeah. That's that guy. There we go. And then they also have a, 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 a lion goat. A lion goat monster. Now which, this this isn't like a, a new sculpt for anything. This is like a new thing. Yeah, but I think it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. And I, like we don't know yet if he's a part of their war band or, or what. Because uh, I, I threw in there just for a reference point uh, the other uh, war band that we've seen for them, the Iron Golems. And uh, there's monsters in this one too, but it's unclear. I think they're just a part of like kind of like the, the setting. But the Iron Golems are uh, very different in, in tone and theme. They've got uh, you know, dark, like gray skin. They come from the realm of metal. Mm -hmm. And they've got all kinds of crazy weapons. So they look really cool, but they're very different. You know, like they, they look like they have diving helmets on almost. But uh, I'm assuming they're just going to do a warband from each realm. realm? That, that would make sense. Yeah. But then they've got these other goofy monster people. Well, this, this is a, a Fury. I can't remember what they said it was. They said it was. So that's oh, that's yeah. the new Fury sculpt. Oh, they look great. So if you get a whole bunch of these, and you have a new Fury. If you're one of those people that use those. <laughs> well, why would you ever not use the old Fury? It's awful. <laughs> the ugliest models. Like the big, the uh, fell bats from the vampire line. No, the they best. They had a giant Dracula face. Oh, yeah, those were pretty bad. Yeah. The best were the party ghosts, though. The party ghosts are really bad. <laughs> Put your hands in the air. That line Wave was, them like you just don't. Care. That, the undead line was really bad. Some of them were terrible, yeah. Yeah. But th 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 these models are really cool, and it, it is pretty intriguing. Like, like we were saying the last time we spoke about it, I, I would be more inclined to play a kill team style game in the Age of Sigmar universe because I like the models more than I like the 40k models. I think they're better. Mm -hmm. Like technically, they're better models. Um, but 100, uh, percent I would. But you know, like collecting a million armies in Age of Sigmar doesn't appeal to me as much. Like in 40k, I have like at this stage, I don't even know, 13 or 14 armies, mm -hmm. something insane. I'm even toying with the idea of painting up a new regiment of Astra Militarum because I'm a yeah, you're insane. sadist. Yeah, or a sadomasochist. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I, I really like the models for Warcry. I think they look great. I'm curious so to learn more about the game. So far, these two yeah. warbands look really good. Yep, indeed. And then the other uh, Age of Sigmar product that they were showing off, and it's mm. really, really cool, is a new uh, modular Age of Sigmar terrain set, the Dominion of Sigmar. And I, I have to say, this is the coolest terrain for Age of Sigmar by a mile that we've seen. I think this looks way cooler than the Chaos, you know, triangle bastion things, mm -hmm. which to be fair, not to put that down, like that's a cool kit. Um, I think it just how, how many we've built and seeing mm -hmm. how much of a pain in the ass those things are. And functionality wise. It spoiled me yeah. for it. Yeah, but these are brilliant and they're, yeah. they're modular. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. Like they show the kit built in a bunch of different ways. You can make, you know, circular, you know, whatever, religious platforms you can do like these big deuses um the first picture with the long kind of like temple structure it's amazing and it looks really functional too because it's tall so it'll block line of sight but it's also flat so you can put models on it relatively easily and it looks fantastic like mm -hmm. can you imagine you could put this on like um, <clears throat> one of our desert mats mm -hmm. and it would look spectacular but you yeah. could also put it on like a jungle mat and like paint it in different colors mm -hmm. and have some like vegetation growing on it and it would look amazing yeah and you can do a whole table worth it could be a whole city a whole lost city or you oh, know what i mean yeah like, that would be rad and then have the whole game based around that 
like a ziggurat, like mm-hmm. you know, you know, an abandoned. Yeah, and this will work for 40k also. You can, you totally like you can. can you can obstruct the age of Sigmar stuff easily with with uh, vegetation or flock or however you want to do it, it and looks, that would look really good. It looks pretty tall to me. It looks like it's at least model height. Yeah. So really cool looking terrain. Uh, I'm excited to see what people do with it because with a modular kit like this, <clears throat> the sky's the limit. You know, yeah. you can mix in all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, and lastly, they previewed a new, this is very exciting because this hasn't happened really ever, uh, a new Iron Hands special character. And the model is absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't revealed it yet, but I would be willing to bet dollars to donuts. It's a Primaris character. He looks scaled and, you know, aesthetically, that's the way he looks. We'll see. They, they said it was get. a Primaris they, character. Okay, cool. Uh, and we haven't had a, a, an Iron Hands really anything special since the Iron... Father, yeah, the Iron Father, and uh, which was uh, back in the nineties, mid nineties, yeah, in the conversion kit, right? yeah, which just came with a couple bionic bits and shoulder pads, I think. Yeah, and then outside of Forge World, we haven't had anything, and they've they've mm-hmm. really never had a named character, uh, to my knowledge. Like that first Iron Father guy that came out, maybe I think it maybe at some point he had some special rules, but so th- this is really exciting, and the model's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll let you guys know now the rules for them are extremely good. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, you know, a little bit more details on that. But um, in my opinion, I think he's really badass. The little crane claw is pretty funny. Yeah. Just comes down. Well, it's funny. A lot of people a... thought he had a um, Monopoly Man mustache. I'm like, no, he doesn't have a mustache. It's just the painting of it. Yeah, it's like a yeah. face mask kind of deal. I'm assuming you probably head swap it too. Yeah. Totally. Um, very cool. I, like the, I do like that little crane though. It just picks somebody up like, boop. <laughs> you just forged a pretty hard narrative there, buddy. That's well, that's the noise you have to make too when you do. Yeah, it's like the little video game that never ever yeah. works where mm-hmm. you can never pick any like a little stuffed toy up. That's what it looks like. That's what he does for fun when he's not, you know, he just picks up grots doing grim dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. So, quite a, quite a bit of cool new stuff uh, on the way, and that was all previewed down in Australia, as we said. Can't wait to uh, learn more about it, but uh, get excited. Some really cool stuff on the way. Uh, we also have a new podcast on the way oh. for our uh, podcast network. It's going to be called the 40K Stat Center with mm. Peter the Falcon and Val Heffelfinger. They're also guests on the very popular Chapter Tactics. Um, they're going to be doing a new show, kind of at a preview, which you can check out. It's on frontlinegaming.org. And it's going to be focused strictly on basically what happened last week Uh just taking a look at it like like just the hard numbers yep. of, of what happened in the ITC in the previous week, breaking it down, looking at uh, faction data, you know, basically like yeah. baseball stats. If you're a math nerd, yeah, if you're this a is nerd, for you. Period. If you're uh, just a dork that gets your sandcastles kicked over on the beach. Gets sand kicked in your face and then your girl gets, gets, <laughs> right. gets thrown. That's, this not, is for you. that's not the case anymore. This is for you. It's like the other way around now. Like Maybe. if you're the big muscly guy on the beach, like if you're, you funny, yeah. if you're the war cry guy, yeah, it's, it's not your. People are just yeah. People are just sarcastic about you. Your day has come and gone. Yeah, should have been born about twenty years ago. <laughs> but uh, uh, it sounds interesting. I cannot listen to that stuff. Like when you're talking about it on the podcast, I, love I just it. I just look in the distance. It's just there's there's such a wealth of information mm-hmm. to be had, and uh, those guys do a great job 
of it if you've seen any of the the, the, the numbers and the stats breakdowns like on chapter tactics or on yeah. from the gaming or heard us talk about it on signals these are the guys that, that, that do that work in conjunction with bcp which gathers all the data so really really cool excited to, to see a kickoff if you want to give their first episode a listen give them any uh cnc um they're still working out some of the early podcast kinks like getting the sound right and all that stuff mm-hmm. but check it out and uh, get excited because it's going to be a new regularly occurring podcast on our network they should bring on like brian Pollen and brandon and to then, just to just like rattle off numbers like statistical numbers be, they wouldn't even be talking it would just, just it would be the sound they start of, chatting in binary it would yeah. be the sound a modem makes when oh, it's connecting to that's the internet. okay that is the next podcast that's gonna be on the network yeah and then they just like nod at each other like correct it's just binary <laughs> yeah. all about like you don't even have to play the game <laughs> you just you map out six turns and you're like i've won. they both set their models Agreed. up look at it and yeah. they make the modem sound and then they shake hands mm-hmm. like, congratulations this is such an inside <laughs> joke no one's gonna understand this at all oh <laughs> uh, well brandon everybody knows we call him skynet because brandon he's, Grant. he's mm-hmm. so logical in the way he approaches it but brian poland is the same way yeah so that would be a funny game between and they have people. yet to play each other right I think they almost did once and everyone was like getting super excited to see how they would interact to like, are they going to, the circuit's going to, I was going to error codes, but uh, no. Like equations just start floating past their face. There's a brown out in the city. Yeah. And then the game's over. <laughs> well, if those two show up at a tournament, don't, it's just they, the, they should already calculate the winner. They don't even, don't even bother playing. Just t- tell a T.O. this is what's going to happen. And then everyone just go home. Just, you're not, your brains cannot and the rest of us schlubs are just rolling dice and getting upset Uh, wow super meta joke okay yeah it would be funny to see those two play Mm -hmm. i'm sure it'd be actually a really good game uh but in other news the bao is nearly upon us make sure to grab those tickets we're coming down the home stretch here not much time left Mm -hmm. before the big event just about two weeks actually until we kick things off and get going uh it's going to be one of the biggest baos we've ever had very cool and not only is the 40k champs uh a huge major uh, we have other all kinds of other events. We have uh, 40K doubles, 40K narrative, 40K RTTs, Age of Sigmar doubles, Age of Sigmar uh, championship event, and uh, kill team. To all kinds of fun stuff going on. And as, we, as we've been saying, it's a part of the Kublacon convention, so there's a ton of other stuff to do. Uh, there's going to be all kinds of vendors like <clears throat> cosplay, D&D, Pathfinder, board games. It's just it's a really fun gaming con period. So we're excited to be there. Please come by, check it out, grab those tickets if you have not yet done so. Uh, and it's going to be really exciting to see how things shake down because this is the very first time that the BAO is going to be able to be played to a natural conclusion since I think the first one. Like since the very first BAO, mm-hmm. we've always had to go to battle points as the final tiebreaker between the remaining undefeated players because we haven't had enough time to play it out all the way. Uh, we've always had more than 128 players, which you need more than six rounds. But this BAO is going to be like an LVO style event where there's going to be a final eight on Sunday. And the cool thing about that is also is that even if you lose or tie a game, but you win all the rest of your games, there's still a really good chance you get to make it to the top eight because I doubt we're going to have a full bracket um, available. It's Mm -hmm. not even possible. We won't have 512. There's no way. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really exciting. You know, even if you if you lose or tie, like I said, you're not out. You can still make that top mm-hmm. that top eight. And we were discussing earlier, like what we think in the meta uh, and with the, the the players that are coming 
who do we think is going to make that top eight on Sunday? It's going to be very exciting because mm -hmm. we never had that before. Yeah. So uh, I'm always, as I always say, I back uh, jockeys, not horses. And what I mean by that is I always look at the players that are coming before I look at the, the, the armies or whatever the current meta is. And for me, my pick is always going to be the people that, are, that consistently perform well. Mm -hmm. You know, the Brandon Grants, <clears throat> Don Hoosen, who won it. Uh, last year with a really cool and creative list. His new purge list is mean. And uh, go check out Frontline Gaming if you want to read about uh, how he plays it. Uh, also, uh, John Weiermuller, a.k.a. Salty John, he got second place. He was undefeated last year. Uh, he would be a top pick for me. Jeff mm -hmm. in control Robinson has been, uh, he's been on a hot streak. He just won an event. Mm -hmm. So I would pick that. Um, those players would be my, my first picks. Brian Pullen, yeah. that were going to be the most likely to be in that top eight. And they're all going to be there? Uh, to my knowledge, yes, they're all yeah. going to be there. Um, and in terms of armies, uh, right now the, the meta is wide open. We just had the FAQ. Mm -hmm. The FAQ will be in effect for the for the BAO. Uh, just be aware of that. And uh, the, the meta is wide open right now. We got Chaos just came in. They've got a ton, a ton of new stuff. Uh, they're doing very well. Abaddon mm -hmm. by himself well, has defeated my entire army twice now. Do you know who does really well against Abaddon? Mm. Drago. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that <laughs> in my in my experience so far. But yeah, he, he's he's scary. He is, he is a beast, man. Him in conjunction with because he gets a lot of buffs from um, those characters support as well. So plus attacks, plus just wound. It's just it's oh man, it's scary. He's scary. Yeah, I've in my last two games I played against Abaddon uh, with my Imperial Guard that um, you know I won uh, a major with recently. He has just walked through my army like mm -hmm. I, I just just kicking my nuts in mm -hmm. and i just really don't have a response to it because he kills the bulgren by himself yeah like he'll kill the entire unit of bulgren which is like super ultra rare for that to occur especially if they get de death x mm -hmm. off on the unit which happened to me in my last game and i was just like oh my god like a like a lone lonely tear mm -hmm. just making it down my face as i'm just picking up my models and of course, guardsmen aren't going to do anything to him. So not even slow him down. No, not even a speed bump. No, like that's literally yeah. all you can do is just stand in front of him, and be like emperor witness yeah, my sacrifice. Let's hold him up for a turn, maybe. Yeah, and just keep combining squads. You just keep throwing squads in and it's, just doing <laughs> squad combine, squad combine. Yeah, it's rough, man. Like he is a beast. Chaos has gotten such an injection of life. You know, mm -hmm. like there's so many good things. Like the obliterators are amazing. Mm -hmm. They're expensive, but God, they hit hard. So I'm gonna think I'm gonna throw my my one of my first recommendations in there is I think Chaos is gonna make it in. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously Jim Vessel has been just smashing yeah. people, uh, and he actually lost an event. Uh, he recently, did, but he lost in a mirror match. T.J. Lanigan beat him and was basically playing his list. Mm -hmm. So it's it's interesting, right? So I'm definitely throwing Chaos out there. They got Plague Bearers. It's one of the most efficient screen units in the game. You've got mm -hmm. amazing characters. Uh, the Lord Discordant has been doing really well. Um, they've got better shooting support now. So for yeah. me, that, that that's definitely, I think we're going to see chaos in there. Uh, yeah. What would be your first pick in terms of either player or army to make the top eight at the BAO, Jason? Mm. I mean, my finger's not <clears throat> strongly on the pulse as yours in terms of like knowing who's going to be there, <laughs> to be honest. But from what you said, the names that you said, I would say the top three, I'll say the top four. I think it's going to be Don Hoosen for sure because he's just been killing it. His list is ridiculous. Um, Jeff Robinson because his list is also really good. He's a good player. Brian Pullen should be up there. Yeah, <clears throat> and then um, I don't know. 
You know what I'll throw out? I'll I just throw... don't know the players as well. So I don't want to just say names that I know. That's what I, I feel like I'm doing. I'm going to throw out, I think Will Trevano can make it in there too. Our mm-hmm. buddy, he's been playing really well. He's been playing uh, Tyranids. Right. He I, got he got pantsed at the BAO by a crazy uh, possessed star chaos yeah. army. I do think that I agree with you that I think a chaos list will be winning the event, but I think it'll be a demon list. Okay. I think, I think demons right mixed. now are really good. They're really scary. A mixed demon list. I think it'd be has, a mixed chaos <clears throat> list. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. But with like mixed demon units, some chaos based marine elements, I think is the best right now. I can't think of anything else right now that has as many tools for every situation yep other than pure guard but nobody plays pure guard because it's a pain in the butt so uh, pure guard's amazing uh, well, well to play it's a pain in the butt to play it can be, and, yeah. and build and, and buy we've gone over this but don uh, in the chat says he's gonna be bringing another head turning units so it's gonna be interesting he's known for bringing really interesting and creative lists when when are the lists due for bao um i'm just getting all that ready to go okay. right now because that'll um, be so i guess next week we'll have a bit more info yep because that'll be the week before Yep. So the the we'll be ready to submit list this week. I'll send out an email to everybody. Uh, if you are coming to the BO, keep an eye on your email for that. And then we'll get all the lists in lockdown and we'll make mm-hmm. it public so people can see what's going on. It's always fun to check that out. Yeah. Uh, Kill Team Stream wanted to mention or uh, wanted to do Kill Team Academy. God, you guys, your names are so similar. Kill Team Academy wanted to mention that uh, elites will be allowed at BAO just as a, a little reminder. Awesome. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how it shakes down. And we've been seeing some really creative lists, like Jeff, uh, the list you won, won the Battle for LA. It was like this, like Forge World Custodes vehicles with a Castellan. It was some a really the, weird list. Some of the best models in the game right now are those Custodes Forge World vehicles. They yeah. are so good. Yeah. I played against him in a little practice game, and it was Annihilation. Yeah. I just was like, how do I deal with this? It was really good. And then he added a Castlin to it on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think Castlins are going to be really good because people aren't going to be bringing them. And the best tool against a Castlin is a Castlin. So um, well, that, now the now. best tool against a Castlin is a Castlin. Previously, it was not. It was a fool's errand to try and kill a Castlin with a Castlin mm-hmm. before. Right. Now, with the change to only getting a four up envelope save, you totally, totally so that's why the last one. If somebody was smart, they'd bring two Castlins. <laughs> Two at more than twice the price. Honestly, you take two without any, like your goal is not to buff them up with stratagem. You take houses that doesn't matter. So say say crashed or something like that, where like they have cool stratagems, but you're not dependent on them because they're so CP heavy. Like they will still do work. Yeah. And people are going to be like, I thought no one was taking castles because of the point increase. You're like, no, now I'm taking two. I'll take three if I could. Yeah. If I could fit it. I can't though. Yeah. So I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I, it's going to be really interesting to see, like, you know, are we going to see Castlins or are people too scared to bring them right now? Mm-hmm. I think that y- if you want to bring one, you're going to find yourself in a target rich environment because people are going to be bringing models mm-hmm. that they think they couldn't because of the Castlin. So I think it's going to be a very right. interesting to see how that plays out. And then you just start the game. You're like, you fool. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> just laugh maniacally. Yeah. Yeah. And you then right six units trap. dead. Yeah. Trap. See ya. What, what do the kids see say? Later. You play your trap card? Yeah. Is that... I don't know. It's like a Yu-Gi-Oh. Is that a thing? It's a Yu-Gi-Oh thing. Oh, a Yu-Gi-Oh thing. Yeah. Reese, wow, nerd alert. Yeah. Nerd alert. This is uh, like Frankie with his uh, his Pokemon card collection. <laughs> no, that's Pablo. Pablo <laughs> is the Pokemon king. That's Mariana true. is too, actually. Uh, Bizarre40KB says, uh, bring two Castlins and a buttload mm-hmm. of cards. There maybe. you go. Done. It writes itself. You would definitely catch people off guard. But, the, but you're, there's going to be a lot of people with that, I feel. Like yeah. it's still, there's still like the point cost increase was needed. 
they're still really good. They're still yeah. going to be, you're going to be, if they let, live past turn two, you're still, you're going to be in good shape. Well, it's like I've been saying for a long time, I think you're going to see a lot more Crusaders now, uh, like House Crast Crusaders. Is, that's what I've been using. Yeah. Oh my God, it's good. It's not as survivable just because of the um, the wounds, but just damn near. Yeah. And the Rotate Iron Shields is a CP, which I think they actually probably should increase that for everybody. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's... They're still really good. The knights are amazing yeah. and the, the, the cast is still relevant. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, right? And then, mm -hmm. of course, you had uh, like Ray Aumada, uh, one of my teammates, yeah. who did extremely well at the Battle for LA. He mm -hmm. beat Brandon Grant, he beat Don yeah. Houston, he beat Jeff Poole, three excellent players. But then again, he was still using, and I, I misspoke last time, I apologize. Mm -hmm. He was still using Yanari, but now that that's been changed pretty dramatically, mm -hmm. it's going to be really interesting to see how the... Uh, Yanari uh, still has a place. It's just not, you're not going to see the amount. Yeah, they're they're yeah. way better than people are giving him credit for. But it's such a big change. They're not on the power level that they were. That was just over. It was stupid. It was bad. It if you if you've been on the receiving end of it, it's just not. It was not an enjoyable experience. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how like Azriani armies perform. Uh, how players like Ray, like, what are they gonna do mm -hmm. uh, now that the Yanari's changed so much? Flyer um, spam still good. Yeah. And so and their their wave serpents are amazing. Yep. So underrated. I don't know why more people aren't playing them. Well, you know, it's gonna be interesting. That the fact also changed the way flyers play mm -hmm. pretty, pretty significantly. It's harder for them to block movement. They still can, mm -hmm. um, which is dumb. But uh, they're still hard to hit, and they're still you know minus two for a lot of armies to, yeah. to hit them and stuff. So, and CW Dub says three damage stubbers without house crash is pretty ah, funny. Dang it, it is pretty funny. I don't like that the secret's out. Yeah. That's what I don't like. Because I was for a while it was a secret. People were like, what house are you using? You're like crash. Like What's been, idiot. You're like <laughs> <laughs> stupid idiot. It's been cruising under the radar, yeah. but if you look at the numbers, House Crass has been performing extremely right. well, well for a while. The key is Crass has so many good warlord traits and uh equipment options. And you don't what you do is is when you take them, you don't don't get yourself locked into either of those things. You want to use CP to generate what you need. Because right. they have they have different tools for every situation. And Warglaves, House Crafts Warglaves. Yeah. Use them. Warglaves are an underrated unit. The uh, fact that they reroll hits. Super good. Yeah. Uh, Don the Magnificent says Ray B. James, not him. Uh, pardon Amwa, sir. Oh. Pardon Amwa. I didn't mean to to misspeak. Ray Ahumada is a He's extremely really good, player. good player he was the first so because i'm technically i'm gonna say i'm new to the game still because i'm technically just now getting back into it after years and years and years he was the first like i would say a high level player that i've played against and the the difference between somebody like that and just your run-of-the-mill player like myself or, or anyone else you know pablo is uh, <laughs> that <laughs> they're so technical yeah. with every aspect of the game it's i just it's unbelievable it's like I always and say. And Don, Don's the same way. Any of those guys, we, top 100 in the ITC, any of those players, man, yeah. It's like I always tell people, you know, people, a lot of players, especially new players or, or, or certain types of players, get really hung up on the list building phase, and that's the thing they focus on the most. Mm -hmm. And it's super important. I'm not trying to downplay it, but there's a reason why you see the same players winning over and over and over and over with different armies. It's because the, the, the skill is the most important factor in the game, mm -hmm. And the way you win the game, the only thing that you have total control over, for the most part, when you're actually playing the game is the movement phase. 
that is the phase in which the master displays their skill. I can't mm -hmm. control what my dice do. I can't control what my opponent does more or less. I can influence it. Um, I can't control what lists they bring. I, that's the one phase of the game that mm -hmm. I have pretty much total control over. And that's where you win and lose. That's, that's where you become a master of the game. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, and like you're saying, it's that technical model positioning, yeah. uh, knowing where to put your units and when that is what is going to influence your odds of winning or losing a game the most. Familiarity. Right? Yeah. Familiarity with your army yeah. and your opponent's army yeah. where you're never caught by surprise. That's cause that's that win and loses the game for me all the time. When you're caught by surprise, you don't know what something does yeah. and you make a bad move with your deployment and then you lose. Yep. And in a tournament, that's it. For the most part nowadays, you lose a game and you're out. Yep. You know, and so the people like Brandon Grants, those guys, they they get in so many repetitions with their armies, so many over, and they play practice games, and they they do pickup games where you're doing a turn, and then now you do a turn, and then I do a turn, one just one turn each, and they're just getting it down deployments. That's why they're so good. Yeah. There's and no surprises. That's what makes a difference. Like if you really want to become better at the game, just play the same list with minor changes mm -hmm. and get reps. And yeah. that's the number one. Even if it's not an optimized list, it still has to be a good list. Like you yeah. still have to be able to deal with the top stuff in the game. Because if you can't, you're still going to lose. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the, the BAO. And again, I'm sure we're going to see familiar faces. Um, we might see a couple dark horses jump in there like at the LVO. Without fail, every single year, there's at least one player no one has ever who heard of. Who just falls ass backwards into, into it, the, and they're drunk. They're like, I don't know what's going on. I'm in the top eight. And I'll, then they get demolished, but it's still funny. Like Every year, we get somebody where we're like, who's this guy? Like, who, Where did this person come from? For and, one year, I want one of those guys to, to actually win, though. That'd be amazing. Where they still, like, something happens. Like, you know, Brand, they're playing Brandon Grant, and his, like, computer overheats, you know? <laughs> and then the person wins, like, oh, my God. <laughs> And then you just have some drunk slub up there just yeah. smiling away. Just Brandon's eyes go blue screen of death and it's right. like windows updating. It's like a green like, eyes yes, player. I have my chance. He's like green eyes player with like three land raiders. <laughs> just, he's like, oh my God, this is great. I'm from the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. There we go. This is my first tournament okay. ever. It's like a, a, a Cinderella story. Yeah. That, that would be amazing. Never happened. Probably no. never will, but I hope so. Cool I hope someday. Yeah. So at any rate, I hope to see you all at the BAO. It's going to be exciting to see how it shakes down. Uh, going to be cool to see how the meta settles in a little bit after the FAQ. Plus, it's going to be interesting to see how many people take the plunge and go pure versus uh, uh, soup now that we've kind of added time to settle into that change. So it's going to be very interesting to see those results. And we are hoping to, we are planning on and hoping to stream, uh, barring some sort of technical difficulty, you should be able to watch uh, the entire BAO uh, live. If you want to catch the 40k champs so that's gonna be pretty cool too because you have a gw alumni mariana barra is gonna be doing it so Ooh. very technical the marinara meatball is gonna be bringing you the live stream and also if you want to get tickets to the socal open uh 2019 please do so that event is also selling up very quickly the 40k champs event especially and the narrative don't have very many tickets left please do that and we also want to do a make sure that we announce we have a shade spire um grand clash and kill team uh, two different kill team events so it's going to be a lot of fun please make sure to grab those tickets and another reminder uh, the las vegas open 2020 registration will be opening up on june 1st judging off of early registration sales figures it's going to be it's going to sell out very quickly um mm -hmm. some of the more popular stuff is already in triple digit attendance uh we haven't even opened up registration yet so 
uh, make sure to mark your calendar. Don't wait. Grab those tickets. Yeah. And if you're wondering what we're talking about with early registration, if you are, uh, if you're lucky enough to snag a high roller package, which uh, we have a very limited amount on just because it's hard to get, we pack it with so much stuff, it's hard to get the manufacturers to actually give us more of this really cool stuff. Um, then you, that you are open to early registration the following year. Yep. And that's just part of the perks of it, which is really cool. Yeah, and then of course they mm -hmm. tend to buy most of the high roller packages already. Mm -hmm. So there's not that many left in the web cart. So um, if you really want to get your hands on some of the more popular events, tickets or a high roller package or any of the other packages we offer like the 40K Champions package, the Age of Sigmar Champions package, which bundle together the most popular events and swag at a discounted price. Those tend to sell out extremely quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that you're ready to go June 1st to take advantage of that, or you will probably miss out. So get excited. Yep, all right, upcoming ITC events, ITC news. First of all, as always, if you want to see the ITC to continue to exist, mm -hmm. to grow, uh, to evolve into ever cooler final forms, it's like Frieza and Dragon Ball. Yeah. I guess it'd be more like Goku, because Frieza <clears throat> eventually gets his ass kicked. I'm not really a Dragon Ball guy. You're dead to me. I've watched a few episodes. We're no longer friends. Mm -hmm. But if you want to see it continue to thrive and grow, please consider supporting the Patreon. Uh, you can support it for as little as $1 a month if that's all mm -hmm. you can afford in your budget. And we have all kinds of different levels with uh, cool stuff you can get, uh, including you know, advice on running an event, list feedback, all that kind of cool stuff. So give it a consideration if you want to uh, support the ITC and what we're doing here because, boy, it takes a lot of work. It's a lot of work and a lot of money that was just out of our bottom okay. line from our, our actual business that yeah. we run. So. Uh, also, we're just about to roll out phase one of the ITC regional rep program. So nice. what this is, is because the ITC has grown to the point that it has, mm -hmm. it's, it's become extremely unwieldy to try and administrate it. Uh, we've had slowdowns in communication. Is, yeah, yeah. Cannot do it. You know, people have gotten upset because they, you know, they wanted their score wasn't submitted correctly and they want to fix it. And it's taken us you know, a while to get back to them to get really upset. And I'm mm -hmm. like, hey, don't forget, we're doing this for free. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it is what it is. And in order to try and get this to um, run a little bit more smoothly, uh, to keep people happy, and uh, to just get more people involved, um, we decided to roll out the regional rep program. And uh, phase one's just about ready to go. And we've been talking to people, getting them you know, educated on how to do everything, et cetera, et cetera. So long story short, uh, you'll be able to approach a local, semi-local in most cases, uh, rep. That'll be your first point of contact if you need to get a token for your event, if you have a question, uh, if you are curious, just like, what does it mean to, to, to be a part of the ITC? What do I have to do? Uh, or if there's, you know, some sort of an issue, like a sportsmanship issue or something like that, you'll have a kind of a boots on the ground person who's a little bit more familiar with what's going on in your area, hopefully, um, to be your first point of contact. And that should just make everything run smoother. Yeah. You know, and, and we're really looking forward to that. Thank you to everybody who's participated. Um, if you don't see your, if you did apply and you don't see your name on the list for phase one, don't, don't sweat it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you were not chosen. It's just, I'm still, I still have like 71 applications to go through and I, it's just me doing it. And I, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. So uh, don't, don't take it personally. If uh, you don't see your name on the list right out the gates, it, more than likely, it's just because I haven't had a chance to go through all your information yet. Yeah. So that's it. But that's exciting. I can't wait to get more people involved and to help share the workload a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, well, now that we're, we're starting to hit around 20 events every weekend. No, it's like 30. 30 like, total per weekend. Yeah. It's it's becoming difficult. Like you said, it was it's, it was becoming difficult to do this 
on our own on top of like the day-to-day running of our business, which is not the ITC. No, (laughs) it's not. Believe it or not, we we have other other departments that actually flood our business, so. But yeah, just coming up this weekend, I think we're, there's, I don't even, what is that? It's a full page full of, of, of links to events. Uh, I don't know, 30, 40 events going on this weekend. We've got mm-hmm. uh, one, only one major, interestingly, those are mostly all uh, RTTs, but we do have one uh, major, the Can Hammer Team Tournament 2019 in Ajax, Ontario, Canada, and that's coming up this weekend. Good luck to everybody participating participating in that. Mm-hmm. But then there is like a million RTTs. So all over the world. Yeah, get out there and, and have fun, get your points. Lots of UK. Yeah. That's been that. More and more of those going yeah. on. You know, we get a bunch. Uh, uh, in Germany popping up too. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we had one in Uruguay mm-hmm. and we do have a, a special shout out. We have an ITC event coming up in uh, China in just a couple of weeks, nice. the North China open to my knowledge. It's the first we've had. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't want to give a, a shout out. We'll give more information on the next cast. There's a, a very large Spanish uh, team tournament that scores ITC points mm-hmm. and they're anticipating like 230 players. Yeah. And it's uh uh, really cool. I was talking to the uh, one of the, the, the TOs. They host a, a Spanish language uh, 40K podcast that's, according to the numbers he gave me, is huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. And they're based out of uh, Spain. And we'll give you more information on that in nice. the next guest. Will that be yeah. the first Spanish tournament? No, it won't be the first. It's the um, it's the first one I'm aware of. They've already done a couple in the past. Got it. Uh, but they, we've just been started talking. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's really cool. It's cool to see how, how global it's become. Yeah. Uh, we also have a bunch of uh, upcoming AOS ITC events, including, of course, the BAO coming up mm-hmm. at the end of the month. So check that out. Uh, participate, get your points. And let's take a look at the current rankings. The 40K ITC top five. Uh, Jim Vessel continues to uh, dominate, although he did he did lose his last tournament, which is a little change of pace, but he was on the top table. Yeah. Congratulations to TJ Lanigan, who finally proved that Jim Vessel does have an Achilles heel. Turns out it's his own list. It's another Canadian. Uh, TJ is not Canadian. Wasn't it a Canadian tournament? It was. Maybe he only wins in America. Oh, okay. So an American went in there and showed him how it was done. The White Coast. Yeah, TJ is from the Chicago area, to my knowledge. Okay. Uh, But so it's like it's kind of like a major leaguer got put down to the uh, Triple A ball, right? (laughs) Uh, You know, Murica decided to just you know, if we could beat him, we just copied his list and then beat him. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah inspirational that's how we do it baby yeah hey that's the best form of flattery right <laughs> and not to say i don't want to say tj copies list he just had a very similar list mm-hmm. probably inspired by jim but maybe jim took tj's list and tj was like i'm gonna go fly up to canada and prove and just hit this guy right in the bacon i like it i was trying to think of a cool thing to say about Canadians. he scrambled his poutine okay he ketchuped All his right. chips Ugh. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, second place, Andrew Ford, who is finally, up. we got someone who's sort of narrowing the gap. He's only trailing yes. Jim by about 172 points, 78 points. Still. So it's still quite a ways behind, but mm-hmm. uh, there you go. We got someone in there. Uh, Richard Siegler is uh, not far behind Andrew with the 911 points. John Lennon, the Gene Steeler Colt champion Guy. dude. Mm-hmm. I was going to say like pant stealer, but then it, it just didn't make sense. No. Uh, he's currently sitting in fourth place. And then Daniel Hester's also with a 900 point score in fifth. Uh, 40K ITC hobby track, current top five. Hilariously, Jim Vessel also leading the pack here. Well done to a well rounded player. Uh, Harrison Jewell sitting in second place, followed by Paul Winters. 
In third, I'm sure he is just loving all the games, Game of Thrones jokes about his name. Tyson Aguilari in fourth, and Colin Sherman, who was on the crown, has been dethroned. Mm. Now he's in fifth place. Okay. And then I got to give a shout. <clears throat> the former champ, Lou Rollins, making a comeback, sitting in sixth. And he won it last year. Yeah. Current Age of Sigmar ITC top five competitive track. I'm going to let you take this one away, buddy. The Jersey Kid, Matt Pashby. Our man. Age of, uh, Age of Sigmar champion. Uh, what else? Frontline Gaming Studio. Handsome, guest artist. handsome devil. Just a cool punk kind of guy. Just an all-around yeah, swell Real handsome. Dude. <laughs> so he is in first, which is great. It's funny because these guys, um, I'm friends with a lot of these people personally, and uh, they, man, they travel. The Age of Sigmar yeah. group, they, they just, they're all over the place. Every weekend, they're just doing cool Age of Sigmar stuff. You know, getting yeah. in like a hot dog eating contests and uh, <laughs> that's you know. an Age of Sigmar thing. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know uh, what they do, but uh, yeah. So he's uh, he's in first. I'll do the whole thing. Here we go. Wait, Jeremy Bessieri, the French Overlord. Does he still go by that name? Yes. Okay. He's French Canadian though, right? So it's kind of he's, he's from Paris. He's actually French. Okay. If you say he's French Canadian, you'll get like upset. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Alex Gonzalez in third. Uh, Matt Beasley in fourth, and Jack Ballard in fifth. A lot of those guys, or two of those guys, were used to be uh, big time 40k guys too. Yep. So yeah, they sure did. Uh, your current hobby track for Age of Sigmar uh, number one is Ricky Fisher. Bumps uh, jumped into first place, followed by Natasha Thomas in second. Rich Waters in third, Matt Beasley in fourth, also one of the top competitive players, and then Miguel Tejada in fifth. Shadespire, current top five. We have Tony Field continues to leave the pack, followed by Kevin Cruz, Daniel Velasquez in third, Jonathan Colson in fourth, and Ivan Cho in fifth. Current kill team top five and a new database for the ITC, and already we're seeing people throwing in yeah, lots of geez. scores. Uh, Ryan Hebb leads the pack in first place, followed by Alex Grinton in second. Joseph Vlote in third. Georgie Garnett falls down into fourth place, and Michael T. Holly in fifth. We really need to start seeing people going for like the hat trick, where they're like yeah. top 10 40K, top 10 kill team, top 10 Age of Sigmar. It's tough to do, man. Yeah. That's tough to do. Uh, but we do have a, quite a few commissions we have recently painted out of the FLG Ooh, Paint Studio. Ones without bases. <laughs> well, the client asked for no bases. <laughs> I know. I, so, just, yes. You know, it is what it is. We do as requested. True, true. I didn't know we were going to put these up, though. But uh, anyways, it's a good segue. So, uh, oh, it's a beautiful paint job. It is. So um, it's a 30K. I don't know if these pictures are up yet, but yeah. uh, this is a 30K uh, Sons of Horus themed army, which is, if you remember, the old uh, teal-ish Kind of, it was more of a sea green look that they had with some uh, brass trim. Um, and yeah, this client did request that uh, he wanted to do the basing his, himself. Um, and so that was left off. But this is a, a very clean tabletop standard. Um, so, which is usually the feature of that is, is a nice clean base coat with uh, simple edge highlighting, but done it, cleanly. It looks great. It's an yeah. affordable paint job and it looks awesome. It looks fantastic. You just don't see the layered base coats that you would see um <clears throat> with the t the tabletop plus but as you you know this is fantastic especially if you have a large commission and this one was a large commission this is a just a part of it all these photos um and then we have a i think this is table or tournament standard death core of krieg. death core of krieg again these are just a couple shots this army was actually humongous and this is the second the second um humongous lot of 
uh, death corps that this client has sent in. So he just keeps sending us more and more and more just to kind of fill out his gigantic army, apparently. Um, but these came out really well. Uh, and then we have, this is fantastic. I this, love I love this commission. I, it's such a unique and different mm -hmm. look for the night haunts. And I, I think it came out so sick. It really did. Um, and so the client actually kind of had a loose idea. He had seen something similar online. He said, hey, can you can you do something like this? And we, we floated the idea to the artist. Uh, he killed it. Yeah, he really did a good job. It looks like flesh, you know, like mm -hmm. it's because usually everybody paints the night haunts like ghosts, like they're ectoplasmic, yeah, kind of ghosty guys. And this one, it's like, oh, it's like ragged, bloody flesh hanging yeah. off. There's bones. there's blood splatter all over the place. Oh, I the, love it. The I mean, just look at the the um, the spirit host, like the 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 blood, the the you know, on the face of the ghost. Yeah, like it looks really cool. Like. And there's more to come. This was just the um, this was this this is an army that had a lot of mixed elements. So it had um, tabletop plus, which the characters are done in this one, uh, and a tabletop standard, which everything else was done. But then he's also getting master classes. So stay tuned Ooh. for some master class with the same scheme. That what for what like Nagash or something? Uh, the black coach and a couple nice. of the characters. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see that because I, I I love this. Uh... I wanted to keep the army. It was, I know. It's really cool. It looks so good. So if you want something done unique, um, our artists are super talented and they can do stuff like this as long as you give us the information. Well, let's jump on over into chat and see if anybody has any questions mm -hmm. for us before we part ways. And then again, for those of you listening on uh, Ooh, iTunes good, or uh, checking us out on YouTube, you can always mm -hmm. jump in uh, to the live show if it's convenient for you and you can ask us questions. Get out, get out of here, Variamp. Very Amp says, for the record, ketchup chips are very good. For the record, you're wrong. That's a re That must be a regional taste. For the record, you are wrong, sir. We can't even give them away in the store. Uh, so Jason doesn't like Yu-Gi-Oh, DBZ, or math. Says RVD, one of a kind. Right. Yeah, just get out. That's indeed. Yeah. Indeed. He likes lifting weights because he's trying to get, getting schwole is the goal. Yeah. Right? But uh, not long, really succeeding. It's a long-term goal. Yeah. Patience. He loves Tinder. Yeah. He hates Tinder. Uh, There's a lot of loves and hates in my life. Mm, indeed. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. Axis Venturi says, hell yeah, Andrew Ford is a local Tennessean. Ooh. Well, congratulations to him for uh, getting on the leaderboards. Uh, Kill Team Stream, how does the hobby track work? I can't figure out how to do it in a tournament. So you submit another results form for hobby track. We don't currently do it for Kill Team but we do it for Age of Sigmar and 40K. So you basically you rank the players in accordance to their hobby score, the same way you would do it in accordance to their, their battle points or their, their uh, win-loss draw. And then you submit that, and then we score it almost the exact same way that we do with uh, the competitive track. And so, yeah, please do. Please submit mm -hmm. uh, more scores. Um, as we go down the road, it'll get more and more user-friendly to do it. Uh, but yeah, please do. It's a lot of fun to track the hobby scores. Uh, do you want to scroll up a little oh, bit? Oh, RVD two of a kind was born today. Uh, nice. Yeah, congratulations, buddy. It was your birthday? Nice. No, no, no. Well, His son or daughter was born. Oh, RVD two, two of, a of a kind. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, Very dude. Yeah. Oh man, childbirth is scary. A lot scarier for the girl than the guy, I think. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, congratulations, dude. That's exciting. Another little gamer. And another contrarian. Another contrarian, indeed. Canadians have flawed taste genes. The yeah. CW Dub. Uh, I can't even pronounce your Their name. Their coffee is good, though. Tim Horton's coffee is very good. Oh, no. It, it, poutine is awesome. And, can, you know, maple syrup and all that good stuff. Maple great. syrup is good. Yeah. Canadian bacon, I'm a huge fan. Uh, when will the BA roster be out? It should be any day now. Uh, just hang tight. 
I, we sent the, the roster in like on Tuesday and Garrett's getting it all set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Variamp says he's from Newfoundland and we like all kinds of weird stuff. He's yeah. a new fee. Yeah. Uh, NJ Wolf. Hey, we kind of got into a last, got into a last time about guard and having thought about it, I think you misunderstood what I, I meant. I meant mm-hmm. guard are not Eldar level of broken, but people act like they are because of them being uh, oh, right. allied all the time. Sure. Um, yeah. Perhaps, I mean, it really, when you say Eldar level of broken, I think you just only mean Yanari because the data supports that Yanari was the most powerful army in the game by a mile. They had almost a 70% win ratio, which is insane. And then the number you threw out, you're like, guard's only 48%. But that's actually where you want an army to be. You want mm-hmm. you want an army to have an average win ratio of 50-50. That's balance. Right. Right. And, that, and remember, that doesn't mean that when you take the army out, you're going to win half the time. It means when you aggregate all the games played by players of all skill levels, they, they should be about a coin toss. If anything is, you know, more than 55% win ratio, that means there's a problem. That means when you're taking every single player that's touching the army, they're winning more than half the time. And that's the person who's just getting going to the person who's, you know, a master of the game. <laughs> God, that meme is hilarious. Where'd that come from? <laughs> that's so good. Uh, for those of you who are listening, Mariana just threw well, a really funny meme. Also, it's just the, people aren't, you're not seeing a lot of people playing pure guard lists. Not, um, it's not that common. Which is, but anyone that I know that plays them annihilates people, just completely wipes them off the table. Like, I've been on the receiving end, I've seen people, I've seen it. Like, if somebody's doing a true pure guard army, just guard, and they're playing it like an optimized guard list with using the different regiments for different functions or even just a brigade it is just it's devastating yeah with the orders i mean it, it insane the artillery is top-notch I mean, yeah it's just i i've been uh, oh and by the way aether uh, you know what for subscribing for 48 months in a row you come find me at the lvo and i will buy you a beer uh happy happy to do that thank you so much for your continued subscription and support of the podcast and video cast but yeah to your point Guard are, are really good, and, and especially with Vigilist Defiant, they got some seriously powerful tools. Um, a list I just just have been playing and having a lot of fun with. Um, I've been doing uh, Katachan Artillery uh, Detachment with the Emperor's Wrath Artillery Company. I've been doing the uh, Tempestus Drop Force with Scions, which I absolutely love. It's so much fun to play. And my God, when those Plasma Vets jump out of the, the Valk and they, they get the reroll wound roll, it's dirty. It is dirty. They get like 23, 24 plasma shots out of eight guys. It's ridiculous. Um, and with re- hitting on twos, rerolling one, uh, uh, all wound rolls against vehicles and monsters. Oh, it's so good, especially when you go first and you just fly up and jump out. Mm-hmm. And then I've been playing with a uh, Talarn detachment too for some sneaky, tricky stuff. And the absolutely phenomenal Talarn tank commanders, which are just ridiculously good. So... You can totally do it. You can play a pure guard and kick ass, and there's so many different ways to do it. Uh, but you, you typically do take an ally with them. Yeah. Uh, they just, they're just such perfect allies. Uh, CW Dub, is it a little silly to add Custodes and Death Guard Terminators to Kill Team? I don't know. I, we don't know. We I, don't play that game. I'm not a Kill Team guy. Um, I've heard only good things about the game, but if that's silly or not, I'm not the guy to ask. Mm-hmm. Ask a Kill Team stream and Kill Team Academy in the chat. I'm sure they'd be happy to, to give you an answer there. Void Wraith asks... Is there a place to see last season's Hobby Track winners army display? Yeah, if you search Frontline Gaming or if you do a Google search uh, for the LVO results, you can see pictures of Lou Rollins' absolutely gorgeous display board and Death Watch army. Um, it, it's, it's, it's so good. The display board is so sick. It's like a giant waterfall coming off mm-hmm. of like a 
like a fortress monastery that's built over like three yeah. feet of vertical distance. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're in the hobby track and you're in the top ten, send us photos of your stuff. Please. We'd love to have good it. photos. Good yeah. photos. We had a couple guys send in like photos with their cell phone with the flash on, and we're like, oh, we're not doing that. Um, it's really easy to take good photos of minis. Yeah. Or if you're at a, at the event, have the to yeah. take photos. Like yeah. we want to showcase it. Yeah. Like it'd be really cool if we had like a link, like yeah. your name, to like if someone's in the top ten, you click on their name, and then it goes and it shows their army. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, God swag. You us Canadians love you boys too. We love our Canadian friends. We do. It's crazy for like the fact that Canada's population is less than California how many good players come out of their country. It's crazy. Maybe because it's cold and you have more time to play and stuff. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are some really, really good hobbyists that come out of, Can or out of Canada. And, you know, they're a fraction of the population of the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, Oblargo, uh, Yunari wasn't getting first places, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, they were. Yunari was mm -hmm. winning stuff All left and right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Valerie says, yeah, Sean Naden is not stoked with Yunari right now. Yeah, sorry. But, uh, um, you know, hey, not everybody's going to be happy with it. But uh, I think I think when people start adjusting to what Yunari can do, they're going to see that they're still really, really good. They're just not what they were. Uh, Rad Bully, can we expect a small mom and pop organization to anticipate demand for box sets and meet the <laughs> That'd be me. I'd be asking too much, making joking about GW mm -hmm. running out of stuff. Yeah, but they have to predict these things so far in advance. I think it does make it challenging, but you know, who knows? I don't know. Right. Uh, Kill Team Academy is answering the question. Uh, Valerie Unari will adjust with point decrease on the three characters. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't despair if you're a. You know, I'm going to put Unari player in quotes because I don't think anybody was actually a Unari player. Mm -hmm. uh, they just took a Unari detachment. Um, we'll we'll see. Time will tell. I mean, the BAO, we'll see if, if, if people bring them and if they do, how well they do. It's going to be an interesting mm -hmm. litmus test. Yep. Because um, like, as I had said, one of the writers at Frontline Gaming and one of our painters and just an all-around awesome dude uh, was a playtester for Inari. And he, he, by his, in our conversations, he didn't lose a single game. Now, is he the greatest player in the world? No. Uh, does that, is that, you know, definitive evidence if they're good or bad? No. But it should be encouraging to you if you do want to continue to play Yunari that people who were testing with it were winning with it with the new rules. So mm -hmm. take that with a grain of salt. <clears throat> uh, Valerie says, yeah, they okay. they didn't win at LVO, but they were right in the hunt. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Yunari have done extremely well. Yeah. Um, anyway, that, there's no point in debating it anymore because what's done is done. Mm -hmm. So thank you all for joining us for episode 638 of Signals from the Frontline. We hope you enjoyed the show. We sure enjoyed talking to you all. Make sure to grab those tickets for uh, BAO SoCal Open LVO. And if you're curious, if you're island curious, mm -hmm. check out the new FLG mat. You can get it at a discount during the release period. It's pretty dang cool. And until then. Yeah, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Happy gaming. Happy gaming.